I was, I was talking to my wife on the phone and I was, I was saying like some of these shows go pretty long. I said, but here's the story. I said, everybody that's on the show that, that, that yaps, they're not just yapping. It's great information. They're, 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 they're talking about things and they're, and they're explaining why they're reasoning for the, the, uh, the whole deal. So even though the show might go a little bit long, I feel like it's a lot of good information because there's knowledgeable guests that are explaining, they're, they're explaining the entire situation. They're making it knowledgeable for anybody who listens about every aspect of, of fantasy football. So I'd rather go long and have good information than go short and just kind of get through stuff, you know. So I'm fine with that. But uh, we are live now, so let's get to the show. So I'm John McLean. This is the Commissioner Evaluation Show, and you can find me on the Twitter machine at John McLean 75 Today I had the pleasure of talking with the co-host with the mo-host, Justin Taylor, and Zara Kanzabian. Say your name. Zara Kanzabian, right? Yeah, it's uh, Zara Kanzabian. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Just Hey, all my, all my friends call me Z, so you can just call me Z. Z, I'll keep it at Z from now on. We'll talk about the news, the rumors, a little bit of combine talk. We'll jump into some settings he prefers and leagues he plays in, Mighty McLean Dynasty trades, and we'll evaluate a team to see if it's a rebuild or a remodel. So let's McLean get started. is in. I repeat, McGlynn is in. Let the fun begin. This is the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with your host, John McGlynn. He got them guests on the Rolodex, stopping by to talk about some Dynasty Superflex. Everybody, yo, commish is in. It's time to sit down to listen to John McGlynn. Yo, who we trading, who we fading, who we getting off the squad. Knowledge never overrated, playing for number one. And yo, McGlynn is in. It's time to let the fun begin. It's the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with John McGlynn. Jumping in here, Toronto Dave. Incredible shout out to Herms for the for the great song. Thank you very much. I agree. Great song. So I worked 60 hours in the last five days, uh, just kind of working my butt off. I joined Dynasty Pros uh, late last week, put out my first article for them. I officially joined the wonderful P2W fantasy brand uh, with Pete, Nick Script, my neighbor at P2W, um, with my discommission evaluation show, which has been on here anyway, sort of last year or so, but I just kind of officially put an application in and became a uh an employee so there you go i can not get right off my taxes the, the no, zero money i make so <laughs> uh so today we'll we'll do some uh content we'll talk about some content we create uh um we i wa- we i watched some roshan robinson film with uh, matthew bruning the other night i got to add to cut him off early because i had a couple of shows going on um he's from canton the campus canton and now i get to drink coffee and talk with you fine fellas on today's show so jt what's been new with you uh, yeah, just, uh, joining Dynasty Pros, also PTW. Uh, I think they just sent out a tweet today. Um, I'm going to be providing content to DLF as well. So all kinds of things going on as far as the Dynasty, uh, you know, community is, uh, is happening. I also went and saw Cocaine Bear last night. Highly recommend. It was actually hilarious and, uh, it was highly entertaining. I, I was dying. It was, it was actually a good watch. I heard it was uh, a pretty good movie, actually. I was like, when I saw, I was at a movie watch something with my boys, and I saw that movie, the the the, uh, the what the intro for that or the, the commercial for it. I'm like, is this really a movie, or are they just playing some stupid thing at the movie theater? And it really is a movie. So I, I, I now, and now I'm getting all the reviews saying how how fun it was. So uh, 
know that yeah it was it was it was pretty entertaining uh you know it's a it's kind of a gore horror movie slash dark comedy so it was it was pretty funny based on real events that happened in 1985 i think in kentucky and uh tennessee Uh, i think they obviously they found a bear filled with cocaine, but I'm pretty sure it died just in real life. Not, uh, it wasn't actually a killer bear, but they, they, they ran with it for the movie. It was, uh, it was pretty good though. Yeah, that's one of those that was based on the actual events, right? But uh, they just killed it, right? So <laughs> yeah, I think in real life it just snorted a bunch of cocaine and died, but uh, <laughs> it didn't kill anybody. But it was, it was a good movie. It was, if, if you like that kind of genre, it was pretty funny. Z, tell me about you. What's going on? Oh man, yeah. Uh... I've just had a baby three months ago. She was born too much premature, so I've been home off work for a very long time. It's been nice having this time off. Uh, got to focus more on fantasy football, uh, give my energy to some, give my energy to fantasy football. Uh, you know, get on Twitter, talk to more people. I, you know, I saw you reaching out for guests, and I just kind of threw my hat in the ring. And thank you for having me on, guys. Also, congratulations, uh, like Dave is saying, congratulations on the you know, on DLF, on P2W, and everything. You love to see people moving up in the industry. Um, uh, yeah, man, just happy to be here. Uh, nothing much new besides the baby in a baby lockdown and just trying to create content. Yeah, I've been a baby lockdown for the last 20 years. Now my kids are <laughs> old, so I'm good now. So we're all right. All right. So Z, first of all, tell me about yourself or the Twitter machine can find you, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. I am only on Twitter at ZKantzFF. That's Z-K-A-N-T-Z-F-F. Uh, you can find me at footballguys.com. I am a dynasty ranker and a contributor of sorts, different pieces of content. Uh, that's where I'm at. That's my home. Um, and uh, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Instagram. Uh, I just, I just can't, I can't do it yet. I'll, I'll work my way there slowly. It took me a long time. I just joined Twitter two years ago. No, 2019 actually. So, you know, I, I'm a slow, I'm a late bloomer, but hopefully one day I'll get to those other platforms. I'm trying to do the Discord and trying to, you know, my TikTok. Funny story, I'm, I'm on TikTok only for the fact of the matter that, that my kids wouldn't. I, I, I was sending them text messages, and they wouldn't answer the text messages. And I'm like, we only use TikTok. If you want to get a hold of us, you got to get a hold of us on TikTok. And I'm like, you little shits. So I had to download TikTok in order to tell my kids, like, hey, this is what's going on. But now the best part about it is, I'll text them like, I'll, I'll, I'll Snapchat. Oh, it's it's uh, Snapchat. I'm sorry. So I'll Snapchat them. And I'll tell them to hit the garbage out. And I can see that they saw my shit now. So it's, it doesn't, you yeah. know. So now it's like, you, you look at what you guys did. Now I can, I can tell you I do is Snapchat you something. And uh, and now I can tell you, like, hey, take the garbage out. You know, go cut the grass. Go do this. And, and they bust themselves because they open it and they see the shit that's on there. So it's, it's, it's so they play themselves, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the way they interact with each other now. And, they, you know, especially, I know I always, I always uh, see that they're like, you know, People in high school, they're always like when they meet somebody or like college kids are like DM me, DM me like on Instagram or DM me on like some other social media. They don't do number phone number exchanges anymore. They no. go find me. Here's my here's my handle on whatever platform. DM me, DM me on the platform. It, and that, the worst part about all that stuff is I don't remember. I used to remember like 50 phone numbers. I mean, mom and dad's phone. Yeah. Type it in all the time, you know, 582-4967, whatever the deal may be. Now it's all you do is press mom cell, dad cell, whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. And you don't. If somebody asked me what my kids' phone numbers are now, I probably wouldn't. I would I probably wouldn't even know. <laughs> That's the sad part about it, and I, I had everything memorized when I was a kid. I, you know, it, but uh, you know, they got it. They got it good, but at the same time, they got it kind of bad. So I hear you. So, what's a day outside the life of fans football for you? Like uh, for work, that kind of stuff. Like, what do you? What's what's going on in it? Like Z. 
I think, you know, a normal work day for me is I get up uh, about 5 a.m. Um, I start work about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. But before I go to work, I like to try to hit the golfing, uh, try to hit the driving range, uh, go get some balls, go get some balls, get that out of my system. Um, outside of like, outside of fantasy football, yeah, it's like I really love to golf. I just started doing it a year ago. It's my passion. I'm obsessed with it. I try to go play whenever I possibly can. Uh, before that, it was surfing. I started surfing in 2004, 2003. And it was... It still is very, it's more of a, it's not, it, it's, it's, it was, it, it took over my lifestyle and it was everything, everything I did in my life revolved around surfing. Like I sacrificed money. I sacrificed education. I everything I sacrificed for surfing, but then golfing came. It, it actually COVID happened and then it got really crowded because nobody had anything to do. So they yeah. all went surfing and then just became really crowded. So I became very salty old man and I went golfing instead. And it kind of it kind of hits that nerve, but in a different way. And there's nothing better than a feeling of getting a well-planned golf shot and having it land where you want. It's, it's just everything. to me. You know, outside of that, I mean, I just kind of work five days a week, uh, nine to five, um, come home, whatever energy I have left. I try to do it. I try to give it to the family or fantasy football. JT, did you go golfing or surfing today? I did not. I used to surf in college and I was terrible at it. And uh, I stepped on a stingray yep. and got uh, and basically jabbed me in the toe. And I thought my foot was going to fall off and turn black uh, for about a year. Uh, that ended my surfing days back in college. I do golf. I'm a terrible golfer, but uh, I like to golf more just to drink and hang out with the buddies. Uh, so I, I typically, uh, my game is not great, but I can throw in a decent shot or a decent putt here and there. Uh, if you throw me on a team uh, with a little bit of scramble, I can help you out. But uh, my, my score by myself is pretty terrible. I'm right there yeah. with you. I'm, yeah, there's there's no surfing here at all whatsoever. In the summertime, I see some people by the lake, but it's so choppy. Lake Michigan, you really can't surf too much. You know, it's um, and uh, as far as golfing is concerned, I go for like fundraisers and stuff like that. I, you know, I bring like two clubs, like, use, use everybody else's stuff, and I usually shoot the best on a 19th hole. So that's kind of how that works out for me. So, <laughs> um, so what is uh, what does fantasy football mean to you, Z? When somebody says like, what does fantasy football mean to you? What do you what what do you think of? Currently, so if I thought about fantasy football right now, I mean, it's, it, it depends on what stage of, uh, of life I'm at, right? Like, so when I first started fantasy football, I couldn't be, I started fantasy football in 2011. And I'll give you a quick history. I hated football. I couldn't stand football before fantasy football. But all my best friends from high school were doing it. And I just wanted to create, I wanted more time to spend with my friends. Like, I love hanging with my friends. These are my, my brothers. I still, they're still my best friends to this day. That now, that's over 20 years ago. And so I got involved with fantasy football. And I love fantasy football because it was so cerebral. It was so strategic. And then, you know, after the first year of fantasy football, I realized that if I want to get better at fantasy football, I should understand the game of football itself. And so that's when I became, I was talking to you about uh, Matt Waldman and all the great uh, talent evaluators and player evaluators out there. And, you know, just learning how to uh, evaluate players, that became a very big passion of mine. So, you know, that's a major component of my love for fantasy football is that, I get to evaluate players and it was just something I never thought I'd be doing, but something I love doing, um, you know, more recently fantasy football, like during that, like what, two or three years of lockdown and where the world was falling apart. Fantasy football was like where I went to, to just to get, gain some kind of stability and peace of mind. Like I, I, I it, without it, I don't know what I would have done. Um, you know, and currently fantasy football is something that offered me an alternative, um, you know, for a career arc, for a career pathway. I mean, like, I, I'm not a fully, I'm not a full-time contributor anywhere right now, but, like, 
that's where I want to go with fantasy football. It's, it's offering me an offer opportunity. And I'm at an organization that honestly, I, I looked up to these guys at football guys since I first discovered them in 2013. I heard, I'm like getting emotional talking about it. I never, I didn't even think about this, this would happen, but I discovered football guys in 2013. And I, the second I heard Sigmund and Cecil and Matt Altman all talking about football, I, I fell in love with those guys. I knew that's what it, I just, I just knew it. And like all that time, I stuck with them and I'm just like Joe Bryant reached out to me one day and uh, asked me to part, be part of the team. And it's kind of like really, really weird that I'm here right now at football guys and part of this organization. I think you landed in a great spot because they, they are kind of like the, how do you call it? Like the pinnacle of fantasy football right now with Dave Kluge and Jeff Bell and uh, you know, Kevin and all these guys that have joined football guys. It, it's just, you know, and the people you had mentioned also, that is like an all-star, all-star team. Of of fantasy analysts, yes, Toronto Dave says Sigmund and Cecil are awesome. Absolutely, everybody. I'm, I don't think there's one person that I don't like on that entire fantasy football guy staff, or the football guy staff. That is an amazing group of talented people that that, that they had there. So you landed in a great spot, and congratulations on that. When did you start playing fantasy football? Are you more of a redraft or a dynasty guy or a best ball guy, or what? What do you do? Uh, I play. Started playing in 2011. Uh, I'm more of a dynasty guy now because I mean, it's, you know, like I've said before, like I am really into player evaluation and as soon as the Super Bowl ends, you take a very brief break. I take a very brief break for, for about a week, maybe two weeks at the most. Then, you know, I mean, as soon as like, essentially, as soon as like the fantasy season ends, I'm looking at the rookies because I don't have time to watch college football. I wish I did have more time to watch college football and be, you know, a big guy like, you know, Jeff and Christian Williams and Kevin. Um, those guys are really into it, but I mean, as soon as the season ends, I'm evaluating the next rookie uh, rookie uh, class uh, players coming to the NFL, um, and it's just it just uh, that's that making me more of a dynasty guy because it doesn't end really. Like, if if I had time, I'd be more of a Debbie guy. If I had even more time, I'd be more campus to Canyon guy, looking at high school recruits coming into the college, coming into college as freshmen. You know, like I, I'd go as deep as possible. So, whatever time allows me, I guess is you know. Whatever time, whatever time I, I'm afforded, it, it, it dictates what I'm into, right? So, like, if I had less time, I guess I'd be in more redraft. But since I have enough time to do enough research about Dynasty, it's Dynasty. I'm a Dynasty guy right now. Yeah, I'm in Dynasty League. I've started a new home league, and JT's in there. But I got all these dates on there for someone to vote on for their, like, what day we have it. But yeah. JT hasn't voted yet because he's a jerk. So, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even – I missed it. I got to get in there and vote again. I, I thought I already voted the first time. That's I, my bad. I run these home leagues, and I got, I got, a, I got like, a manifesto of rules that I've learned for the last, you know, 20 years of playing fantasy football, all this stuff about trading and collusion and all kind of league messages and stuff like that. It's a great, a great like, like bylaws, you know, uh, for the whole – for new leagues – and all about super flex and how many guys have in a roster and, you know, for guys, there's, we have draft lotteries and all that kind of stuff like that. So it, it's all in there, but these home leagues are awesome. I'm starting a new one up now in JT. Uh, I found JT at the Scott Fishbowl live draft in Chicago. We met each other and we kind of hit it off and we've been doing podcasts and stuff ever since. So he's moving up in the world. He's a lot smarter than I am, but uh, that's why I keep him on the show to keep me, uh, you know, to make me look good. So <laughs> I just talk too much. I feel time. That's what I do. <laughs> so, um, what uh? What's your what was you already talked about your hobby? You, you did uh, golfing and uh, and uh, surfing before you got into fantasy football. Uh, what's what's some other things that somebody would be surprised to know about you? Uh, I guess I guess one random fact is that I lived over there, and I'm not sure if you guys know where it's even on the map. But uh, my parents are both from uh, Beirut and Lebanon, and they migrated here to America. 
Uh, and when my parents split, I went and lived in Beirut and Lebanon for a few years. So I have some time, you know, living overseas on the other side of the world, which is very, uh, I think was really good for my development. And, um, and uh, I, you know, I'm just very, very grateful for that opportunity. That was like when I was about 12, 13, 14 years old, my early teens, you know, just starting again, becoming a teenager. I was living with cousins who were about 22, 23 years old, who at the time seemed like 50 year olds to me. But, you know, they took me around. They exposed me to a lot of stuff that 13, 14 year olds shouldn't have been exposed to at the time. But um, in that part of the world, in that country, rules are very flexible. There are no hard rules. You know, as in, you can go buy a pack of cigarettes when you're a 14 year old. You can go buy alcohol depending on where you're at when you're a 14 year old. You know, there are no real hard rules over there. There's no traffic. I mean, there's no freaking, there's no traffic lights out there. You see, like people, people, there's, and there's no accidents, which is crazy, but like there's no, like there's no traffic lights. There's no stop signs. It's just, it just, it just worked out a certain way out there. And the people out there were incredibly generous. If you were ever short on money, you know, they, they would never let you pay them back. You know, they would cover you no problem. It doesn't matter if you're buying something or you're with friends. It, it was just an incredible experience. You know, so I guess like, you know, not to, not to rant too long about that, but I mean, that's one cool little, uh, I guess, random fact about me. Good. That's good to know. Uh, <clears throat> I like hearing stuff like that. JT, do you ever live outside the United States anywhere? Uh, nope. Traveled around a little bit, uh, been to Australia and a few other places, but, uh, uh, never lived anywhere else. Lived all over the United States, uh, went to about a million different colleges, but, uh, but, uh, never lived outside the country. I was telling Z before the show started, I've been to 43 States already. That was kind of, you know, it's, I, I, it's just norm for me to travel around, you know, America with my kids and my family and stuff. But it's, uh, I've, I went to, Canada for the Niagara Falls and, and for a bachelor party a different time. And I went to Mexico a couple of times for, um, you know, just trips with my wife and things like that. But I've never been anywhere else. I haven't, when I hit all 50 American states, then I'll kind of worry about seeing Europe and stuff like that. But yeah. living somewhere else for a couple of years, that, that, that had to be a great experience. I, I like to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, so what do you, um, what do you do to prepare yourself every season to make yourself a better and more informed fantasy football player? And yeah, so I was thinking about this question and I just, I, I think, you know, I think it really, I think just, so if we're talking about like dynasty, I think dynasty involves just, you know, you, you need to stay in the loop. You have to stay, you have to um, pay attention to what's happening with the combine. I think it's really important to up your tools in, um, you know, and, and expand your, your toolbox, you know, so I, I'm more of a film guy when it, when I first started out, but I've just started using, you know, analytical profile models. I taught myself how to use Excel spreadsheets. I taught myself how to calculate burst score, speed score, breakout age, all those things you see that all those advanced metrics guys use. And uh, I'm starting to incorporate that more in my analysis. Um, it's not the entire thing, but it's starting to it's starting to get more and more weight the more and more I do it. I've only been doing it for about three years. Um, I think if we're talking about like redraft, I think redraft, mock draft your ass off. Just keep mocking. Mock draft, mock draft, mock draft, mock draft. It's gonna help. Even in even in dynasty, even in dynasty, rookie mocks, mock draft, mock draft, mock draft. Um, I think it's under. It's also like when joining a new league, um, be be very open to drafting according to the scoring settings because you know that's gonna be a huge, huge. Um, it, it's 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 gonna be a huge factor on why you win a league. You know, you just can't keep drafting your certain players. If it goes again, you can't keep drafting Nick Chubb if it doesn't like it. You know, if it's if it's a PP, I know he's like he's he's good, but I'm I'm not drafting Nick Chubb in, in front of a lot of other running backs in PPR formats. So yeah, I think just adhere to scoring settings, do your homework, 
uh, increase your tools of analysis and, you know, and, and do a lot of mock drafts regardless, regardless of the format. Do you find yourself like getting keyed on if you do when I, when I used to do like 30 or 40 mock drafts a day, I mean, it was, I mean, yep. I was nothing, but I was crazy, but I would find myself like, Oh, he's falling. He's I'm going to grab him here. I, like you grab the same people almost all the time in some drafts after a while, because it's guys you think are, you know, I'm getting at this guy's a value and every draft you kind of, because if most people just tap by the ADP where they fell and, you know, you, you go by players and guys you like and not – I don't use the ADP. I use, like, my own rankings or, you know, what I think is going on right now or who's falling or he hasn't been updated yet. Like, Keenan Allen's got signed today. I think he's got a, a little bit of a boost for his value right yeah. now. And um, guys like that would – I would I would, I would kind of reach a little bit for guys like that who I know in ADP they might be somewhere, but you know you can get them at a value. And I, I just kind of keep finding myself drafting the same people in some of the mock drafts. So I stopped doing them. That's – you know, that's – I don't know if that's good or bad, but I mean, I think, I think it's really good to diverse, you know, the portfolio, you know, of, of players. I mean, I, I learned the lesson the hard way. I think I was doing best ball drafts like three years ago and I really loved Darius guys coming into the league. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, after he got drafted, it, it was that period between the season and after, after the NFL draft. And I kept taking him everywhere, everywhere. I took him in every single best ball draft and uh, he went down to injury and kind of like ruined all my teams. So that's when I learned, you know, I think it's good to diversify your portfolio and, you know, experiment with different methods and different draft strategies. Like right now, I'm in a, I'm in a startup. I'm in the middle of a startup, and I am going heavy uh, rookies that are pr- rookie wide receivers that are projected to have round one draft capital. Um, you know, just because of the su- success rate. You know, um, that round one rookie draft and the career arcs that round one rookie draft wide receivers uh, round one uh, wide receivers have. You know, I'm I'm kind of trying that method out, and I'm trying it like in the early portions of the draft too. Like I've in startup, I did this before. I did before this one. I took a lot of wide receivers like Mike Williams, um, you know, Terry McLaurin, like these middle of the career guys. So now I'm trying something else different. Yeah. I, I, JT, what's your strategy for like when you start a new league? What do you like? What do you like to do? Yeah, I, I think you always, the key is to look at scoring settings first. Um, I've got leagues that, you know, I have guys every year and they're like, I don't understand why my team sucks in this league. And I'm like, have, did you even look at the scoring? They're like, well, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that's, you're just, they're not taking guys. And t- I mean, if you look at the scoring, figure out where guys finish, um, it can make a huge difference. I mean, tight end premium leagues, uh, some of them, those guys finish so much higher. I, I'm in leagues where the quarterback scoring is ridiculous. And so you look at it normally and you're like, uh, you know, I just need to middle the road guy. And then I'm in leagues where if you don't have a top five guy, you're in trouble. So I think definitely got to look at the scoring and figure out what the difference is. Um, that's why I play in so many leagues. I like that the scoring's different. I like that uh, not all the settings are the same. So you can do different strategies. Um, that's my favorite part of fantasy is, is basically doing, trying different things and seeing what works and, and, hopefully you're successful at multiple things. Um, I tend to be one of those guys that I draft way too many of the same player. I just, I fall in love with certain guys. I take them everywhere. Uh, it's been successful in a lot of years. And then I, I always tell the story of one year I was in 11 leagues and I made 11 championship and final four games. And then I lost all of them. I lost all of them. I had one terrible week where everybody bit, everybody just, fell apart and I lost in every single one of them. I couldn't freaking believe it, but they did get me there. Uh, so that's always say, uh, sick my guys. Uh, but again, I like, that's why I like different formats, different scoring, because maybe guys that I wouldn't typically take in certain leagues, I like in other leagues. Um, so that's why I like the differences. Uh, and, and that's why I don't always play in leagues with exact same scoring. 
Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good strategy. Z, what's your favorite Sunday afternoon munching food when you're sitting around watching uh, Scott Hansen on a red zone? I think it's pizza. We we have a really good establishment out here called Topper's Pizza. They do really good. They have amazing topping combinations. They got like margarita chicken with garlic sauce and this. And they do a, they have a lot of good creations. And you know, it's actually expensive pizza. It's, it's like almost like it's like twenty five dollars for a medium or something like that. I don't know what the going rate is across the nation, but it feels a little bit hefty to me for a medium pizza. But it's well worth it. I can I can crush one of them large pizzas by myself easily. I, I prefer not to share it at all. So it's kind of like it's kind of like in the morning. Man, I love you know not to not to stray too far off the food topic for Sundays, but I mean Sundays just themselves. Like the NFL Sunday, the day of you know of every single Sunday on on during this regular season is almost like a holy religious day. Like when you wake up in the morning, you know we got, we got ten o'clock. Our game started over here at ten o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we got a we got we wake up in the morning. You know, we have our coffee, we have our breakfast, you do what you got, your workout, whatever you got to do. And then, you know, it's, it's coffee, you set your lineups and it, it's time to go. You set your lineups and you go, it's like a whole religious experience. Like I, I love, I love game day. You know, it, it's, it's the excitement and never, and it, you can be just, you can get your, you can get your ass kicked one week and then be completely over it and just be fired up again. Come next Sunday. JT owns a, uh, a smokehouse. He does pulled pork, all that kind of food like that. JT, you have a thousand things to choose from on the menu. On Sunday, what's your favorite food to eat? Oh man, it's a toughie. I yeah, I love pizza too. Pizza is just some something about pizza that just goes with football. Um, is is great. Uh, I I love wings too. Uh, wings, uh, chili. I'm a big chili guy when it comes to uh, to late in the season gets a little bit colder. Yeah. Uh, it used to not be a huge breakfast guy, but my girlfriend is all about breakfast. I I tell her I've eaten more breakfast in the last like year and a half than I probably have in my entire life because <laughs> she every morning she wakes up. Is the first thing I ever mouth like, when are we eating? What are we eating? What are we? I, she wants breakfast. And I'm like the type of guy I eat leftovers. So I'm like, I think I got like some pizza in the, in the fridge. And she's like, you can't pizza for breakfast. You gotta have eggs and bacon. I'm like, okay. So she's, she's telling me I have to do this. So a lot of times on Sundays lately, we've been having, uh, like breakfast tacos, uh, doing that kind of stuff make uh making bacon and, and biscuits and gravy so i've been i've been going more of the breakfast style here lately on especially on sunday yeah i'm uh i'm all about that kind of i can eat anything i can eat pizza for breakfast but everything not just not by you but a pizza by like a giordano's deep dish pizza which is like what we usually get big fat family sized deep dish pizza it's like 48 hours now for a pizza and it, it, oh. i mean it's it feeds, you know, six people, you know, it's a, it's a big pizza. We'll, we'll get something else on the side too, you know, like breadsticks or something like that. But everything across the world is expensive right now. It's not just by you. So don't, don't think that you're special because you got all this expensive food. No, it's, 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 <laughs> don't feel special. I hate it, man. I... <laughs> everybody hates it. Everybody hates it. It's, I, I guess. Yeah, it's, try, it's, try owning a restaurant and buying the food first and then trying to sell it to people. That's, that's the brutal part right now, man. It's uh, everything is crazy expensive. Yeah. It's almost impossible to keep up with the costs. Even McDonald's. Like I used to go like on the way to work sometimes I'd run, run late and it was two for two or it was like two for a dollar of sausage burritos when they first came out. Then it was two for $2. Now it's like two for six fifty for two sausage burritos. And they're not even that big. It's like, you gotta be shitting me, man. Everything is so expensive nowadays. So, all right, we got to get back on track here. Um, what's your uh, what's your favorite team, and who do you want them to draft in round one? Um, I don't have a favorite team, but I guess if I had to pick one, it would be the Chargers. And if I had to say a round one pick would be Zay Flowers. I, w- I think I would love Zay Flowers at the Chargers. Um, I think he's just a really good fit in that offense. 
Um, and you know, it's great for fantasy football. So, you know, why, why yeah. not? I take that. That's, that's, that's my pick. And, you know, and I, I try, I tried really, you know, we talked about this. I, I tried really liking a team. I tried really liking, you know, the Chargers. I just, I just, didn't, I just didn't care enough if they won or lost. So, I mean, like, you know, like, and I mentioned to you earlier, like, fantasy football has really diluted my ability to, ability to be loyal to a certain team. But, you know, I do want to see, like, I, I do appreciate um, what the Chargers are. I, I do love their players. I love their defense, defensive players. Derwin James is one of my most favorite players in the league. Um, so I do have favorite players, and the, most of my favorite players are on the Chargers. So I guess the Chargers would be my favorite. There you go. Yeah. All right. We got to know you a little bit. Let's do some league questions. Sometimes I ask commissioner questions here, but we'll, we'll do some league questions here. Um, do you have a, like, um, you have a lottery for the losers brackets and leagues you play in? Anything like that, like a draft lottery, like a rookie draft lottery, or anything like that, or just what? tank for like everything? Compensatory picks or like compensatory prizes? Oh uh, yeah, like so, like picks one to six in my, my home leagues. We have a draft lottery, so you, people can't just tank, tank, tank. You know, like what happens is we'll get if you if you make if you don't make the playoffs, you're in the shit bowl, and if you win the shit bowl, you get pick one thirteen or two thirteen, depending on the league what they voted on, and on top of that, depending on how many on, on sleeper. There's what's called the Max Points Four on the mobile app. You can, I don't know why it's not on the website on the actual uh, computer, but on the mobile app you get Max Points Four, which what your team, the best your team would have done if they all, you know, you calculate all our points together. And whoever has the least amount of the Max Points Four, as uh, they get like 40 balls in the bingo machine, and then you know, so then you get 25 and 12 and 15. So we have a lottery. So even if you try to tank as much as you possibly can, you're not guaranteed to get 101. So it's, we have a, everybody gets together, drink some beers, eat some food, go to a local bar, and just kind of do a, a rookie lottery thing. And it's just something else to keep like the home the home league guys together. So I don't know if you have any leagues like that that have like no, special. We don't. My my main home league. I only have like, I mean, I refer to my home league as my league with my best friends from high school. So I mean, we don't have anything like that. We don't have anything special like that. I mean, you I, you sound like an amazing commissioner of the leagues that you run. I mean, I I don't have any commissioners that do anything fun like that. Like, you know, if you're tanking, you're tanking. And that's it. And there's nothing anybody can do to stop it. It's acceptable. It's, it's acceptable behavior in all the leagues that I'm in. Um, but I mean, like the more, the more, the more, like the more stuff you can throw into it like that, the more consolation prizes you can throw into it, the more incentive you can give people to play and be active. I think the more better. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, like I, when I, I was a commissioner of a league one year, um, I, I've, I've, I've been a commissioner like twice or three times before this. And I remember instead of, you know, just to mix it up, we, we, instead of, uh, doing determining draft order on where you finished the year before we did it based on um you pick you get a random number drawn for 10 players in the league you get a random number drawn and whatever number you get that's your horse in the kentucky derby yeah whatever that horse finishes is where your draft spot is so like i like to do weird stuff like that like i like to do stuff weird. if i was commissioner of the league i like to do stuff weird stuff like that but my home league you know, my guys are very much, hey, man, it's April. What are we talking about fantasy football for? You know, it's they're, they're those kind of guys. Those are my homely guys. So it's yeah. very hard to get them involved in something and talk and plan for things, you know, in the offseason. The more you go down the rabbit hole, the more people get involved in the offseason stuff. You know, the, the free agency. And the, I, I got three trade offers this morning. And I'm not, of course, they're all terrible. But, you know, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> I try to counter. And, uh, you know, it's like, what? This guy's not doing that. What are you talking about? My guy's the best ever, you know. So. What's Dave says? What's an awesome order of determination Z, or what an awesome determination Z order of determination? So that that is cool. A lot of uh, a lot of there's always there's nothing as long as your league's happy with the stuff you guys are doing, it's fun. You know, that's there's no better way to do it. Whatever you guys, you know, as long as you guys are having a good time, that's that's all that matters. 
Do you guys have any trades? Is it, can you trade 365 days a year? Or is there trade deadlines in your leagues or no? Um, there is a trade, like going back to my home league, there is one trade train deadline, but I mean, I prefer no trade de deadlines at all. I think there shouldn't be any trade de deadlines at all. I mean, you, you keep the action going all year long, keep the movement going, you know, the, the stock markets, the markets open all year long. That's, that's, that's my opinion. There shouldn't be any trade deadlines. What about, um, waiver wire? Do you have waiver wire all year long or do you stop? Because in my leagues, what happens is a lot of my buddies are cops and firemen and construction workers, stuff like that. They don't, they're not sitting at a computer all day long, like during the season. So, and they play fantasy baseball and fantasy basketball and fantasy hockey and all your stuff like that. So I wait, my waivers go all the way until the Wednesday after the NFL Super Bowl and they close. So there's no waivers the whole entire off season. And then we start up after a rookie draft is like, you know, a rookie draft would be either two weeks or a month or three months. It all depends on when we have time or when it's scheduled. We'll have our rookie draft. And then two weeks after the rookie draft, that we give everybody a chance to kind of absorb who they got. And then we'll have a cut period where you have to cut, you have to get down to 30 men. Nobody on your IR, just 12 teams, 30 people on everybody's roster. It doesn't matter who it is. That's it, 30 people. And then two weeks after that, whenever that, that people give everybody a chance to kind of look at their new roster, see who's on the waiver wire. And then I start waiver wires up again after that. So it's it kind of it gets a little bit of break for everybody to kind of breathe a little bit, spend time with your family, that kind of stuff. You know, you're not I think, yeah. Yeah, it really, it really depends on who you have in your league, right? Like, it depends. If you have, like, really sharp guys in your league who are just, like, pretty much all about it all the time, I guess you can have waivers run all year round. If you have guys who are really on top of the rookie class coming in, you know, like, smart Debbie guys, keep it open all year long. But more casual guys, let's give everybody everybody a break, you know? Like, you know, nobody knows what's going on. Like, if you have, like, one guy or two guys who are sharp in a league full of, like, casual guys, you know, they're going to be plucking players off the, off the waiver wire, you know, in – you know, they're going to be like, okay, here's a free agent class. I know which wide receivers are the top uh, top free agents in the wide receiver class. I'm just going to go ahead and pick them up right now just in case anybody dropped them or this or that, you know. So depends on what kind of league you're in. Yeah, if some breaking news comes out with Adam Schefter at 10 o'clock and the waiver was at 11 and somebody's putting out a fire in, in all full gear, they, they have no chance yeah. in the waiver wire, you know, that kind of there stuff. You go. So it's it's just not fair, you know, that that's the way I look at it anyway. Yeah. What's your, what, what's your favorite host side? Do you play an MFL, Sleeper, that kind of stuff? What, what, what do you it's got to be Sleeper. Sleeper so sleeper works so well. I mean, I, I love I, I love the interface on Sleeper. I actually had to quit one Dynasty League this year because they wouldn't switch to Sleeper, and it was the last it was the last Dynasty League that wasn't on Sleeper. There, I mean, I don't want to say what site they were on, but I mean, like the, it seems like any other site you go on is is so outdated. Like, and Sleeper they have they're really great because they interact with their people on Twitter. Like, hey Sleeper, can you do this? Can you add this? We're gonna work on that. We're gonna try it. You know, I suggested, hey Sleeper, can you include player contracts into player profiles? For dynasty for dynasty managers so we know like the contract things and we can all have it there consolidated on the on the side at one place and you know i just love sleeper they're all there i love it i love a site that that interacts with their with their, with their customer base you know it's yeah very, it shows a lot of respect for people mfl if you put a work work a ticket in they get back to you pretty well but the other ones you're yeah. dead in the water that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah so, for sure um i'm going to ask you a couple questions for settings you prefer and the leagues you play in, okay so are you a full ppr guy I'm not. I'm, I think it's. I think it rewards too much per reception. I'm not a full PPR guy. I'll go half PPR at the most. I think it should be like a quarter PPR actually. To, to tight end premium. Like, if which one would you like? I, in tight end premium, I'm, I'm fine for a point and a half. You got to add balance to the position, so I'm fine with for a point and a half. I like. So that. I like minus like 0.75, so it's one point seven five or some some of these. I'm in at two. It just makes the tight end position so much more important. Now you yeah. have to get Travis Kelsey in round one because stuff like that. You know. Right. Yeah. What about like like point one? Like one tenth of a point per every carry for a running back. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, I've never been in a league that's done that, but I like that idea. I mean, it kind of 
it, it you know it brings back to relevance you know your workhorse your workhorse backs who are kind of like you know those, those yeah, points sh- might, what's that the chubb and the henry and stuff like the that chubb, 25 the chubb, right. yeah your chubbs your henry's your, you know jamal williams or whatever you know like those guys you know it it, it, it like you know it's it's really i think point score point score settings should be really a great tool to bounce every single kind of position every single player within a position you know you have like you have positions with the positions right you got two different types of running backs you have you know you have you have positions you have you have rushing quarterbacks and you have pocket passer quarterbacks you have different you have you have slot tight ends and you have inline wide tight ends you have different kinds of positions with positions so i mean use the score settings to kind of balance everything out as best as possible is my opinion what about point for like a full point for rushing and receiving first down um yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not really. I haven't tried it, so I wouldn't really know. You know, I don't have like a um, anecdotal story or like how I perceive it. Really, I've never tried it, but I'm fine. I'm open to it. Why not try it once? I think it's. I think you know, like and like we said, there's like a position within within a position. There's always that player or that wide receiver or tight end or running back on every team that's primarily used on like a third and long situation or a second long situation or you know within a certain down and distance. Like I'm certain there's analytics. That'll tell you which players are most utilized on whichever down and distance, you know. So you right. can get crazy deep with it. I'm I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Do you award points for special teams like uh punt returns, kick return yards, kick return touchdowns, that kind of stuff? I love that. I I've never done it, but I love that too. I love yeah, that too. We do that in all our leagues. I absolutely love it. It's, it's something else that we all kind of voted on originally. It keeps carrying over to league to league, and it is is yeah, it's great. Yeah. How much should a passing touchdown be worth? Six. It should be six. Six. Okay, that's a yeah. it's a bigger. It, that's well, ours are five and two most of the time. Some people okay. play with four points per touchdown, which I think it re, it it, it kind of kills the quarterback it position. Kills it. So, yeah. yeah. What about bonuses for 102 yards rush, 200 yards rushing? Yeah, give throw them in there. Throw them, throw in, them in there. That's right. That's right. Throw keep, it in the fire. Get those scores going, baby. Throw bonuses it. for yeah. three, three and 400 yard passing stuff like that too. Yeah, do it. Yes. I mean, you play, reward them for good, reward them for. Uh, Rewarded for good play, and it might not necessarily be good play. It might be just garbage time, but, I mean, that's part of the strategy. That's the strategy. That's part of, like, looking at, like, the Vegas lines and trying to see which team's going to be in a deficit and trying to, you know, find that quarterback that nobody's thinking about on the waiver wire and be like, okay, this guy's going to be in a comeback. He could put up 300 passing yards, get that bonus points. You know, the, you know, it's part of, it's part of the uh, it's part of the integrity that goes into, um, you know, building a, a well-balanced uh, roster for any given week. Absolutely. What about points for like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 yard, like rushing or receiving touchdowns or passing touchdowns Absolutely. like those two? Absolutely. I mean, I, as much as, as much as I hate it when it goes against me, I'm fucking salty about it. But I <laughs> love it when it works out for me, man. Like when you have Tyreek Hill on your team and those bonus points start kicking in, Oh man. And you're like looking at like, you know, you're just, you're like, I can't believe I got this many points for Tyreek Hill this week just because he caught like this, you know, a 30 yard, 40 yard pass. Yeah, I played Mike Evans and Tom Brady in the in the championship this year, and it was like five. Oh. You know, I was like, oh, and it, every one of them was like long play touchdowns, and I'm like, you gotta be shit. me. Mike Evans had one good game the entire season, and then I get to the championship, and I'm smoking this dude, and every other plays a 60 yard touchdown to Mike Evans. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> yeah, I had but, Mike Evans on my bench in a uh, in an overall point scoring league this year uh, for that game. I was, I was, uh, it ended up single-handedly moving me from like second to fifth in the league by not playing in that game. It was brutal. We all been there, man. We all been there. It's, it's, <laughs> it, how, it would have never, how, how else could it have worked out? Of course it was going to work out like that. Of course oh, it was going to work out like that. Dude. He hasn't, doesn't do anything for half the season. And then when it counts, of course. Do you like auction startups or snake drafts? 
I like I like snake. I mean auction. I just don't have the time for it. I I can't I can't. I mean I'm I'm interested in it. It's an interesting format, and it really gives the edge to the more knowledgeable manager. But I mean I just I don't have time for auction. I love snake. I love you know I love manipulating ADP. I mean I, well that's actually auction auction. But I like exploiting the fact that a lot of players draft according to ADP, and uh, I I really like exploiting that, exploiting that aspect of uh, snake drafts. Yeah, I like auctions so much better, but I'm terrible at them. Like, I, you know, we talked about it before in the shows. Like, like uh, I tried to join them before. I, I I even drove a couple hours to do one with JT before, and my team was, you know, we only did five rounds of uh, auction draft to start the league off, and everything else was snake after that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's just, it's so hard. You know, it's you're so tempted to spend all your money on these good players and oh, you yeah. just watch all the other – you watch everybody else just kind of get the spoils after, like getting everybody else for 30 bucks, and it's like, oh. You know what people should, so somebody should do? In the fantasy world is be like a an auction auction draft like accountant like like show you how to budget while you're in a draft you know and like hire that person for a draft and like give them off a flat rate fee and and be your auction accountant so it shows you how to because i'm terrible at budgeting my money in auction drafts you know and uh that'd be something interesting i don't know i bet somebody could yeah i always talk about an auction it's like snake drafts you can really kind of feel like your your league mates and kind of guess who's going to pick guys where and you can kind of like figure out the first five six seven rounds where guys are going to go but man the second that auction draft starts it just all hell breaks loose it's like your strategy goes out the window you're like i i'm only gonna spend this much on this guy this much on this guy and then you start going and it just gets crazy and you're like what's one more dollar what's one more dollar and then you get you know you get that buyer's remorse you're like oh if i would have just spent three more dollars on that guy i could have you know Josh Allen instead of Tua, if I would have just spent a couple more dollars. And it's like, and then you get later on and you're like, oh, oh I should have spent all that money because all these guys are going so cheap. It's so hard to budget. It's so hard to like, when you get in those bidding wars to just say, stop and just quit bidding. It's you're like, oh, just another dollar, another dollar. It's just <laughs> the auction. That's why auctions are just crazy, man. I just, I feel like it's so hard to maintain strategy. And all. Hey, I feel like if we go to Vegas ever together, I'm going to have to be pulling you off the tables. And just, <laughs> get him out of here. Get it's so, <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, it's definitely so hard, hard to walk away. Definitely hard to walk away from that blackjack table. You're like, oh, man. I, I, I want to roll. I want to roll. Just stop. Just, just stop. Walk away. <laughs> The best part about auctions too is you can have you can go to fifteen different auction auction drafts, you know, online or at you know with your buddies, whatever. And every player is going to be a different price in every league you go to. So you can't like nobody's going to say like, okay, this is what's going to happen. He's going to go for fourteen dollars. He's going to go this and that. You got to have yourself like a limit. You got you you got to kind of say this is what I want to spend. This what it is. And even then, some players fall to you. Now your budget changes, and now you have to adapt to every time you pick somebody up, and you don't get to be cheap anymore. It's it's so hard, and everybody throws out shit players at the beginning, and you're like, oh, this is a trick. But I want Dion, I want Dion, uh, you know, who, who, Dion Jackson, or I want, uh, you know, Jacob, whoever. You know, it's it's terrible that you're spending like you know two, three, or four bucks on these guys people are throwing up. But I better do that to miss on those guys who could, you know, who could hit in the season. So when I'm when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it right now. I feel like I think, you know, I think auction drafts would be better, easier to do in dynasty startups than in. Uh, redraft startups because in redraft you know you're you're you're, everybody's fair game almost like age isn't really age really isn't really a variable in redraft whereas like in 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 startups you know somebody throws out christian mccaffrey in the first round you know you're always going to be tempted to draft on uh, to draft a 26 year old player um or an austin eckler a 27 year old running back but i mean it's 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 a lot easier to say no to that kind of stuff 
in dynasty startups, as opposed to like, you know, if you throw out, like if you throw out Jackson Smith, JSN in the second or third round, you know, he's going to go for almost probably just as much as, you know, McCaffrey might right now. So it's really, it's really interesting to see how to balance those players. Uh, yeah, someone like Derrick Henry is like a, you know probably in the top five running backs in in redraft, but in he's dynasty, like a five dollar guy in dynasty probably right. right? Yeah. yeah, so it is uh it is what it is. Um, that's another thing. Do you like playing in a bunch of? Do you like playing in a variety of different leagues? Or are you like uh, like pretty much all your leagues like streamlined? So you're 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 pretty confident what you play in. I love I love variety. I, I'll never know. I'll I, I really never say no to a proposed scoring setting. Like if 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 we're in sleeper and you say should we change it, I'm like yes yes. I don't even think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out if I like it after, after the season ends, you know, uh, but I want to try it because it's just, it's just more fun. You know, it's just more variety. You you gotta, you gotta love it. What's up guys. How you doing? Yeah. Royal boys. That's uh, that's some smart. I'm in a a league with them guys and man, talk about smart. Smart. It's uh, Jeff and and Kevin and and Christian are just unbelievable guys, man. It's fantastic. I'm going to start up right now with Jeff, and I think he and, our, he and I are competing for the most rookie. Uh, see who can draft the most rookies on our on our startup team right now. Jeff just made a trade in the league, like probably about two or three weeks ago, for a one-on-one pick, and and um, or it was actually not the one-on-one pick, but it was you know the, the who will be the one-on-one pick this year. And I'm like, man, for somebody who just wanted to get rid of running backs, and he scooped them up, and I'm like, oh, I sent a trade, and I, I don't I don't like to throw all of my chips in the fire like right from the get-go. So, I, but if you mess around, I, I, you're going to miss out on some really good players. So. It's uh, you know, I, I got to become more of a better trader and just kind of throw my like like Scott Fish says all the time. If you want a guy, just give a throw throw the book at him, get your guy, and, and you'll figure it out later. But I, I I still like I like the playing around like the cat and cat and mouse kind of game with my trades, you know. And it's it, it's bit me in the ass a couple times. So oh, okay, it is it is what it is. Uh, what about taxi squads? Do you like taxi squads or just expand the roster by three or four? Make the guys? rosters as big as possible. You know, it, for the true degenerate, you know, like you've known and looked at every single player, you know, I, you know, fourth string practice squad. Give me the practice squad guys. Give me everybody. Like I want everybody on my roster as much as possible. I want to stash them. I love tax. I love deep, deep rosters. I can't, I can't yeah. get enough of them. Yeah. We need, we need, we need bigger rosters. I don't care. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Do you play yeah, I'm for that? Oh, I love that. I love D. I D. See, I'm the guy that loves like the fourth tight end on somebody's oh. team that I want to draft and I want to hold the guy for three years. Yes. And then when he breaks out, I want to talk trash to everybody that I took him way late and I held him forever. So I'm all about taxi squads and big, big rosters. That's like, I want to hold that guy forever. I don't want to have to grab him off the waiver wire in three years when he's actually good. I want to take him as a rookie and I want to <laughs> sit there and have him sit on my bench for three years and I want to talk trash about it once he hits that, that that's why i'm always about <clears throat> bigger rosters more taxi squads all this stuff every league i'm in i'm just pushing more taxi squad spots more roster spots everything jt how many leagues do you have donald parhaman oh <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of him but i tell you what i got a crap load of a lot of other guys i've had a million shares of paris campbell forever oh. um I Brian Edwards is my kryptonite. I have Brian Edwards in every league. I've traded for him in every league for three years. I'm like, this is the year he's going to have a monster year. And I thought he was going to Atlanta. I saw that trade. I traded for him everywhere. I didn't have him before I got him. And I just can't believe it didn't work. I can't believe he, I mean, he ended up being on like four or five teams last year. And I don't, I think he caught two passes all season and I still can't get myself to drop him. I still right. have him on a million leagues, and I'm going to hold him to the bitter end until he says he's retiring. Brian Edwards is definitely one of those guys last year in free agency that you picked up along with, um, God, who is that guy? Uh, the, 
the big guy, the the Bengal guy that that was Auden Tate that kind of went yeah Auden Tate yep Auden Tate, Tate I had in a million Tate was one of those guys yeah you picked up you picked up him uh, last year in, in in the off season you got uh, some Zay Jones um, Alan Lazard was one of those guys you picked up and these are the guys these are the dart throw guys you kind of pick up and it's really interesting because Zay Jones he started off on the Bills right and he has the same exact profile as Gabe Davis. He has the same exact profile. I think he's his best comparable player on player profiler, right? So Zay Jones started off with the Bills, left the Bills, went to the Raiders, and then Gabe Davis came Gabe, Gabe Davis came to the Bills and took over for Zay Jones pretty much. He was like Zay Jones' uh, clone. So that's like one random fact. But yeah. Zay Jones, I'm all Zay Jones. All day, I traded for Zay Jones all offseason. I was like, I just feel like he's going to be solid on the Jags. I just felt like their offense was going to be better. I thought he was going to get a lot of chances. And I hated Zay Jones coming out. I mean, I had no Zay Jones yeah. for years. But for some reason last year when he got on, they went to the Jags. I was like, I just have a feeling that Zay Jones is going to break out. And, and he was one of those guys I traded for everywhere uh, on the Jags. The, my big Zay Jones story that always kills me in fantasy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a, a, a guy had him on his team, picked up Jarek McKinnon. I didn't put money in for Jarek McKinnon because I was like, I'm never going to play him. I don't care. He picked him up, played McKinnon instead of Zay Jones, beat me in the playoffs, and I did not win the championship that year with my best team because I didn't put money in for McKinnon because I didn't think I was going to play him. So I never made that mistake anymore. I put money in for everybody, even if I'm not going to play him, just to block other guys because it was like a 20-point difference between what Zay Jones would have scored and what McKinnon put up. Man, and you know, these these guys like Zay Jones and McKinnon, like we were talking about um, you know, in auction drafts, these are the guys you're going to get for $2 at the end of the auction draft, uh, your startups. Like last year, you, you could have got them for pennies, a couple bucks, three bucks at the most in auction drafts. These are the guys you got. These are the difference makers, like uh, Cam Akers. You know, he he would he was he was going for he was going for probably a couple bucks last year in dynasty in dynasty auction startups. Diami Brown, Denzel Mims, all these guys. Yeah, they're not Jalen Rager. They're not going anywhere. They're on my team forever, baby. Sorry, that's oh, just how man. it works. Yeah, I gotta learn how to cut these guys. It's never gonna. Never well, Jalen Rager wasn't he doing a kick return for the Vikings last year? He was. Punt return, or kickoff returns or punt returns? Yeah, they got rid of uh, who was the guy that was on there before who did real good Wangu? in the playoffs. Yeah, Kenny Nwangu. Uh, he was doing pretty good, and then they caught him. He went to Philadelphia, I think, and then. Um, oh, Nwangu's still there. Uh, he's not on the he's not on the Vikings anymore. He's, yeah, he is. They cut him. I thought they. I put. I'm pretty sure they cut him. Maybe I maybe I could be mistaken, but I could have sworn he's. That's why. That's why Rager was doing the, the special teams. Oh, okay. But uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, these guys. I just can't cut them. I drafted them too high. I spent too much for them, you know. And JJ Arcega Whiteside is a guy I, I finally did away with, you know. But I've still got Adam Troutman on my team, waiting to be, break out. It's probably never going to happen, but it is what it is. So, all right, let's move into some NFL news and rumors here. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. I'll, I'll direct it towards each one of you guys, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Z, how many times are the Bears going to trade up in round one or trade down in round one anyway? I, mean, I think they can tra- trade down a maximum of two times. I think you, I think you can possibly do that. I mean, the best candidates I think are what uh, you got the Lions and Raiders. I think are the most realistic candidates. Um, Seahawks actually, Seahawks might be a good candidate for the, for the uh, trade partner for the Bears. I think they can trade down a couple times. Um, I am not the best NFL draft kind of analyst, but as far as like the most most value they can get is uh, you can trade down twice and get some significant capital and still build around Justin Fields. Do you think the Lions should go after? Well, I should. I'll ask that later. But I'm just real fast. 
you think the Lions should go in for uh, Lamar Jackson instead of like messing around with the trade and picks away? Um, yeah, I think they should. I think they should. I mean, it's it's it seems actually like that team is built better for a CJ Stroud. The way they have their weapons, you know, they have a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown. They have, you know, Jamison Williams. They've got another wide receiver. It seems like they're, um, you know, I'm, maybe it's just because I'm conditioned to seeing Lamar Jackson in a run-first offense, and I really haven't seen him in a spread, you know, kind of spread offense where they, you know, they throw it around a lot. Um, but um, I guess if you're going to go for a player, go for the uh, proven commodity. Um, but, it, you know, if they were going to trade up for a player, I prefer it to be C.J. Stroud. I think he is the best passer. Okay, yeah. top three projected first round quarterbacks. So um, yeah, I guess I guess if you want to go for Lamar Jackson, go for Lamar Jackson. JT, will the Bengals cut Joe Mixon soon? Uh, that's a dude, man. This is so much stuff around Joe Mixon this offseason. It's rough. Uh, I could see them getting a getting a running back in the draft and then kind of bailing on him. Possibly, um, I've got people trying to trade me him everywhere. So I have a, it gives me a bad feeling that he's definitely good going to be on the out soon when I've got a bunch of guys in my leagues all, all trying to uh, push them off on me now. So I think it's, a, it's, it doesn't look good for Joe Mixon right now. I wish they were. I, I mean, I, I, I he's going to land somewhere. Even if, even if the Bengals cut him, he's going to land somewhere, you know, I don't, I, you know, whatever's going on that the court case just kind of get pushed away. He might get suspended or something, you know, but I, I think he's still a pretty decent running back and I, I wouldn't pay full price for him by any means, but if somebody's saying like try to push him off, get him off my team, Try and get a, a third round pick or something like that. I'd be all over it. Yeah, I mean, watch the Bengals draft Roshan Johnson because they're drafting yeah. a running back. Yeah, I'm not sure it'd be Roshan, but that would be awesome. I, I love Roshan Johnson. He's my, I think he's my number three back in this class. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Z Bills, who would their first pick be? Who do you think they pick first? Because oh, it's gonna be I running the, back or receiver. If if it was if it was offensive, I think you got to go receiver. I mean, you can pick up Zay Flowers. You know. Jordan Addison, I, th- I mean, Zay Flowers could still be there. I'm sure. I'm not sure Jordan Addison will be there anymore. You can wait and go pick up Denzel Mims in the second round, uh, uh, day two. Uh, I think Denzel, M- uh, not Denzel Mims, uh, Marvin yeah. Mims. Yeah, I Marvin know Mims. Honestly, I'm I'm having trouble, um, and I hope you know the, the Debbie Royal guys aren't watching right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm having trouble trying to rationalize why Marvin Mims shouldn't be, um, you know, a first round wide receiver. I mean, he 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 really he did really well. He had bad quarterback play um, in his second year um, at at, uh, at uh, Oklahoma, uh, but you know I think you know I, he he's such a great he plays with such good body control. He's just a fascinating receiver. I, I'm really starting to become higher and higher on on him. Uh, but yeah, anyways, going back to the question, uh, Bills can definitely definitely need to need to draft a receiver before they draft a running back. Yeah, JT Broncos should they should Denver grab a proven free agent? You know, grab Derrick Henry, or should they just uh, Get a draft or, or draft a uh, draft a kid to ease Javante back into his role. I think there's so many running backs in this draft. If I'm them, I'm looking to maybe pick up uh, RB in the third round. Um, I'd love to see him give T- Tyler Beatty a shot. Uh, they picked him up midseason after he was on the, uh, the practice squad for the yeah. Ravens. Uh, now he's on the Broncos. I'd love to see them give him a little opportunity in this offseason. I know he's a little undersized, but, man, the guy was just a beast at Missouri. Um, he was just a stub. But I, I, I think they go running back in those mid-rounds and they get somebody that they think they can plug in and, and give some carries to. I don't know what the hell happened to Tyler Batty. I, I had him in like probably seven different leagues, and he just, I don't know what the hell happened. 
but <clears throat> Beatty, Beatty was just an unfortunate circumstance of you know I think you know that whole philosophy of running backs don't matter I think running back I think running backs you know they're always the first people to be you know cut candidates come you know cut day on rosters because they just like you know I, if you don't have like special teams contributions it's really hard to hold on to a running back and, and sacrifice like offensive line depth and all that other stuff yeah JT Browns will Nick Chubb get traded I don't think they're going to trade him. I just I don't see what they're getting in return for him. Um, I it, to me it doesn't make any sense uh, why they'd make that move because they're not going to get enough draft capital in return uh, unless they just decide they're trying you know they get crazy here and they're trying to shed as much salary as they possibly can. But I, I don't see a trade happening with him. Z, you get the Jameis Winston question for today. The Buccaneers was Jameis Winston coming back to Tampa Bay? Jesus, I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, it's a great thought. I mean, Jameis Winston can end up anywhere, anywhere this year. I mean, there's the quarterback thirst this yes. year is, but I mean, if Jameis Winston goes to the Bucks, I mean, they're <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. I don't know how bad his fallout was with him uh, when he left, but um, maybe they come crawling back to him. You know? New coach, new they, they, so that they'll be. I think it'll be fine if he comes back. And it's yeah. so Arians uh, didn't put up a lot of. Stuff, he deserves but... a shot, man. He deserves a shot. He can, Damn right, he does. He's the best player yeah. in the league. That's my guy. You got him on a lot of teams, don't you? I got him everywhere. I've had him everywhere. He's I love Jameis Winston. Yes. Uh Cardinals. Uh they released chosen to be cut. Ran Robbie Anderson today or uh, yesterday. So it is what it is. Uh, is Kyle the long-term answer, JT? Oh, he's frozen. What about you? Uh Z, is Kyle the long-term answer? I mean, do they have any other options? I mean, what what, what else they're gonna do? You know, again, like we were just saying, like quarterback, the quarterback thirst in the league is real. Um, I mean, yeah, trade for Jameis Winston, see what happens. Hey, bring Jameis Winston as a competition for Kyler Murray, see what happens. I don't know, but uh, yeah, they they uh, they don't they don't really have a choice as far as I'm concerned. You locked yeah. Kyler Murray to a massive contract that he didn't deserve, um, so you're you're stuck with him whether you like it or not. Uh, JT Chargers, do they need a speedster, a rock technician like Keenan Allen, or a uh, long, like a big guy like Mike Williams? What, what's what would, fit, what would fit best in this offense? I mean, I, I tell you what, I don't think it's going to happen, but I just think JSN would be lights out on the Chargers. I think he would be him or like a Jordan Addison would work perfectly on that team. Um, I would love to see either of those guys if they don't go wide receiver early, you know. Well, Z was saying earlier, I think Mims is a great candidate. I think he would be a guy that would really do good things on the Chargers. I'm high on him. I, I, I'm I kind of trying not to talk about him too much because I'm trying to get him in the third <laughs> round of every one of my rookie drafts. And I feel like he just keeps creeping up, creeping up into that second. I'm like, ah, I want him in the third. Uh, but yeah, I th- they definitely need to go wide out somewhere. Uh, I've seen a couple places have them go in tight end. I would love to see him uh, snag one of the tight ends. I don't know if they have to give him the first round, but I'd love to see him get one of these guys uh, in, in the second or third round. You don't like Josh Palmer? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm not in love with Josh Palmer. I have to be honest with you. Uh, I know a lot of people think he, you know, think he has a ton of upside, but I just I haven't seen it from him. I was just looking at Josh Palmer's efficiency metrics, just coincidentally before I signed on with you guys today, and he was like one of the least efficient wide receivers in the league. Yeah, last year. I know. Yeah. And then that's a guy I have. That's a guy I have in all my teams, and I'm I, I like him. So it's kind of like I'm trying to make things happen that are never going to happen. So that's just how it works. Oh, I'm so bad. Uh, I don't know whose turn it is. I think it's uh, JT. Are, are the Chiefs going to be able to trade uh, CEH and just cut him and add another running back, or what are they going to do? 
I mean, I hated that pick when they made that pick. I was, I couldn't believe people were drafting him over JT. It just blew my mind. Um, I don't think you can get anything out of him. I think they're going to try to keep him as long as they can. And then when it's due to cut him, I think they're cutting him. I just, I don't see CEH as the answer in, in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Z, the Colts, do they trade for number one pick or do they hold tight and just wait for a quarterback to follow them at four? Um, I think, I think you got to trade up. I think you got to go trade up. Uh, you, you want a shot at, I think you want a shot at either Young or Stroud. Um, I mean, you can also get AR too. I mean, just go, go, go get your guy, man. Just go get your franchise quarterback. Go get him. I mean, it's um, three people. They, what, what if they had, you know, everybody has like their guys ranked one, two, three, and four, and they rolled the dice and sat back and said, you know what? Let's just see what happens here. And so somebody goes defense and, the, you know, one of the quarterbacks, one of the three quarterbacks that they like the most, that was just falling or lap at four. Yeah. What happens to that? Like it, it, depends. it depends how big the disparity is. Like, so you got your war room, you know, I'm sure they got the names up on the board. It depends how big the disparity is between the quarterbacks and how they rank them, you know, how their evaluators rank them. But I mean, the, trading it from three to one isn't, isn't, isn't a huge loss. And I'm sure the bears would be more than happy to make that trade and trade down and still get their guy. Um, so I think, I think that the trade is, if you have a guy, you, you guys really, if they, if they have a guy they really love, whoever that might be, go and get him. You're two spots up, just trade up and give whatever else you have to give and go get your guy. I mean, this is going to be your franchise quarterback, uh, most likely. So it's, it's not, it's not that big hit to take, you know, hit to take. I, I, I think they, I think they should just trade up and go get him. Yeah. JT, the Cowboys, Tony, Tony Power got tagged. That's the news, but is Dak's career, is it trending up or down at this point in his career? Uh, as far as fantasy football is concerned, he's trending down. Um, if you look at Dak trades right now, he's he's a guy. He's if you have him, he's pretty tough to move for value right now. Um, I like Dak in general. I think he kind of gets a bad rap for for some of the things that have happened here in the playoffs and some of the losses they've taken. Uh, you know, he puts up stats as far as fantasy wise, and when he's been healthy and not hurt, he's been good. So I I still like Dak. Um, if you want to go get Dak, now is probably the time to get him because he's probably the cheapest he's going to be. The question is whether somebody is just all out on him and will give him up for a reasonable price. Yeah. The <clears throat> I like having Dak when I'm stacked with CeeDee Lamb. That's the only time I like having the same. I mean, every team I don't have those two together, I want to get rid of them. I want to get rid of Dak. It's about the only time I like having him on a, a team. Um, Z, Dolphins, Derrick Henry or draft? draft. They, don't need, they don't need a receiver out of the backfield. They, are, they, they, they got two receivers that make everything crazy happen. So you need someone to keep – you need someone to develop a play-action game so Tua can stay healthy, or you, what do you do here? I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry. I mean, he's 29 years old. I mean, I'm, I we did this last year. I understand we did the whole age thing with Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, I think. I, well, yeah, go get him. Go get him. if you want to absorb. If you want to absorb, how much? Do, how much do they absorb in cap? Like how much? Do you, 14 how much million, do I think. How much? 14, I believe. 14? Yeah, it's not. It's not terrible for like one of the best rushers in the league over the past several years. So I'm not. I don't hate it at all. And they, they may. They may say like, hey, you take him. Give us a draft pick, and we'll we'll absorb like three or four million dollars of that when you take it over. Kind of, they, they can make deals like that. So they can, yeah, they can do. They can work something out. I'm very, I'm very uh, running back doesn't matter kind of guy. But when it comes to Derrick Henry, it's another story. He very much matters. Yeah, right, right. JT Eagles, Kenny Gainwell, a fantasy chump or a, a champ? Oh man, this is a, a tough question. Gainwell's kind of all over the place right now. Some people are, are saying he's a sell now before he becomes completely useless. And other people are like, hey, he's going to be the guy that takes over there. I, I'm not sure what camp I'm in right now. I like Gainwell. I think he's got some talent. Um, I'm just not sure 
the Eagles are going to fully give him all the workload is they don't like to give anyone all the workload. And that's the toughest part about having the Eagles running back at this point. I, I had Kenneth Gainwell a lot of places, and I, I don't know what to do either. Like, uh, someone just – I was tr- going to trade – I have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and um, Trevor Lawrence on a team, uh, a Superflex team. Those are my only three quarterbacks. I don't think I ever need another quarterback after that. But I I was going to trade Kenny Gainwell away to get Evan Ingram. and I But I also have TJ Hawkinson on that team, so it's kind of like – what do I do? But it's it's point seven five tight end premium, so I kind of want it. But I, I don't know what they franchise tag him. I don't want to give up Gainwell for a one year wonder in Ingram if they're going to move on after that. So I'm not sure. What would you guys do in that situation? Would you get rid of Gainwell or? I mean, I have decent I, running backs anyway, so I would probably move Gainwell for Ingram if I could get Ingram in a, in a tight end premium league. One hundred percent. It's like fifty fifty for me. I think I think Gainwell's I think Gainwell's already like you know I don't think there's much more room for his fantasy stock to rise in in Philadelphia now with you know their receiving weapons and you know they they're just consistent they're dead set they're dead set on using Boston Scott and uh, you know having a three man rotation including you know Jalen Hurts taking like all the rushing touchdowns it's, it's just really no there's just, I mean I love him as a player I love him coming out as a rookie uh, on, on our on my podcast with Brandon Hey we were, we did a whole film session on him. Our like off season was pretty much dedicated to Kenneth Gainwell, but there isn't much room for Kenneth Gainwell to grow. Yeah, uh, Z Falcons. How are they not in on Lamar Jackson? They are. They are in. Who, who, they they got to be in on Lamar. They Jackson. say they're not, but they got to be. They they lie. I, I feel like that's the biggest smoke screen ever. <laughs> I just I saw that come out, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I'm like, Liars. "If any team's on on Lamar, it's got to be the Falcons." What? I'm like, "How can they just come out immediately and say we're not yeah. interested?" I just, it has to be the biggest lie ever. There's just no way. And if they really are completely like, we're not interested at all in Lamar, who's running that team? Right. I mean, seriously. Send that lead to the NFL. They don't need to be in the NFL anymore. If, if yeah, I mean, that's you're it's serious not that statement. Absolutely. Um, uh, JT, 49ers, what do they need in the draft this year? Oh, man, the Niners. I tell you what. I think if they actually had their quarterback situation figured out, I think they'd be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I, that team is just loaded on defense. They added my my guy, CMC. I love CMC. Added him. They got pretty good weapons as far as wide receivers are concerned. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what, how the quarterback situation is. Because uh, I think they're one of those teams that are going to be drafting. I mean, they don't have a ton of picks because of Lance, uh, the trade that they made for Lance. But, man, they're just stacking guys on on guys at this point. What? I I, I mean, they I, I have a feeling they wanted Mac Jones before in the draft. And they got, they just kind of traded up out of, out of whatever to, you know, to get Lance. But if Mac Jones is available for a trade, would you go after him? And just him just move the ball downfield with no interception, you know, the, kind of a keep the ball control offense going, just a guy, or is that just not a fit for that offense? I mean, I think that's what Purdy was last year. I mean, he was that guy that just kind of fit in their offense, did what they needed to do, and he had yes. so many playmakers around him that he, he was successful. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think if that team had a clear-cut starter without the injuries to Purdy and the injuries to Lance, I mean, I think they would be – them and the Chiefs would be the two favorites in the NFL right now. I think Matt yeah, Jones is a better version of Purdy, and that's that's all I'm saying. Like, I think Matt Jones, everybody kind of figured that Matt Jones fit that offense better than, you know, Trey Lance anyway. So I'm not really sure. Like, what were you saying, Z? No, I was going to say, can I make a bold prediction? I'd like to see Hendon Hooker drafted to the uh, 49ers on day two. Ooh, I like that. That's wow. – uh, 
I kind of like that. That's that's a that's a good move. I mean, he's he's a guy everybody complains that he's too old, but I'm like the way they do quarterbacks now. I mean, guys are playing to their mid thirties, so even though he's a couple of years older, I mean, he he still has a good eight, could have eight to ten years in his career. And the guy was, I mean, I think he he was lights out last year until he got hurt. And I think if he wouldn't have got hurt, I think we're talking about him being a top ten pick. That 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 Brock Purdy just showed. I mean, like I would give Brock Purdy like he was he was fine in he was fine in certain instances. But that is such a system. That is that is a system that just completely elevates quarterback. You know, the poorest of quarterback play. So I mean, like it's not really. I, I think in with, given, you know, understanding that you can find pretty much any quarterback and put him in there as long as they're you know capable to some extent. Good choice. Nice. That's a that's a. Little spicy uh, segment right there. That was, that was nice. Uh, the Giants, uh, Z, Zay, uh, Saquon's tagged. The Bears are drooling right now. I mean, they were drooling over Saquon before, but now that, that dream is gone. So, was Daniel Jones overpaid for for 160? That kind of feels right for me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we, I think slightly, maybe slightly, but I think you're kind of like splitting hairs. I mean, right. We've we've seen we saw we saw some progression out of him. You know, it's really fair. It's really unfair to judge him. To judge him on last year, given you know the state of the offense and like they really had nobody to throw to, they were throwing to freaking Isaiah Hodgins and God knows I forgot who else. Um, who's the other guy? I forgot. Um, but uh, sure, yeah, I mean, sure it wasn't Kenny G at all. It wasn't Kenny G. It was a Kenny G. <laughs> Wanda Robinson, Richie James. Wanda Robinson was doing his best. Kadarius Tony availability availability impersonation. That's 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 me because you know injuries aren't nice. But you know they they just, they just have really bad luck with. You know, they're wide receivers the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, we'll, let's see who they can add on offense this year. Uh, maybe they can draft Quentin Johnson. Maybe they can bring in somebody, I mean, like, I don't know, Jacoby Myers or somebody like that, or maybe bring in DJ Chark and, like, draft another wide receiver. But, I mean, Daniel Jones still, um, he, he still has time to be evaluated and assessed fairly. JT, the, chat, the Jaguars uh, tagged Evan Ingram, really got reinstated. What's the dynasty price check on Trevor Lawrence right now? What What quarterback is he? Oh, man, I think it's tough to get him. If you want to go get him, you're going to have to pay up huge. I think he's probably he's probably QB 7 or 8 uh, for me. I mean, I love him in general. I, I went and tried to get him everywhere last offseason because I just had a feeling that his price was going to start going back up, and I that was the cheapest you were ever going to get him. Um, I love T-Law. I think he's – that that team with Peterson is just so much better um, now that they have Peterson as a coach. And I, I feel like that offense is just ready to take off. All right, let's see where we're at, both of you guys. Would you rather take Lawrence or Mahomes? I think you got to have Mahomes, even though it hates – it pains me to say it. I think you have to take Mahomes anywhere you can get him. Z? Mahomes. Sorry, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mahomes, yeah. Uh, okay. Lawrence or Hurts? Uh, I just made this trade uh, last year, actually, and I got roasted for it in the season. I traded Hertz for T-Law and a second rounder, um, and I loved it because I, I know Hertz probably fancy a little bit higher upside, but I think T-Law has got a longer career arc than Hertz, so I, I'm on T-Law over Hertz. Yeah, I, 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 it's actually closer than it should be, but I think, I think I'm, I'm, still, I'm still leaning Hertz. All right, Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, Josh Allen seemed like he regressed a little bit this year, but I'm going to go ahead and ride it out with Josh Allen and, uh, and figure it out. If, hopefully he, he gets it back together, but I'm, I'm riding with Josh Allen. JT. Yeah, I think it's still Allen slightly. <laughs> I really want to say T-Law, but I think it's still Allen slightly. Joe Burrow or 
Tila. I feel like that was pretty close. I'm probably slightly Burrow still, um, just because of the weapons he has around him, and they've really just set him up to have great wide receivers. I'd probably Burrow slightly ahead of T-Law. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the price differential isn't that great, but, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is still the, the pick above uh, Lawrence. Herbert or Lawrence? I feel like they're pretty equal to me. Like those, I feel like those guys are right at the same level. I think they're just about the same value. Um, I like Herbert a ton, but I, I, I probably those two are probably my, two of my favorite QBs. If I can go get either one of them, they're pretty tough to acquire right now. But I, I think those guys are pretty dead even for me. Yeah, it's dead even. Maybe maybe give the edge to Lawrence a little bit just because the offense just seems like in a better place right now with the receiving weapons coming in. I mean, he's got a plethora of receiving weapons and you know just very talented offense. Uh, he's going to have a lot of good windows to throw in this year. Fields or Lawrence? Oh, I was hoping you didn't answer the question. I asked this question. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm T-Law on this one. I'm T-Law over Fields. I, I got – come on. I mean, I wish I wish I knew after they, you know, acquired their, you know, made their draft picks because, I mean, I think I think I got to go Fields, man. I mean, this guy, you know, just, you know. I gotta go fields on this one. Just, wow. just the, I mean, just, just the rushing, just the rushing upside. This guy's a, he, he just breaks fantasy football. Lawrence doesn't do that. He doesn't break fantasy football. Fields no. breaks fantasy football every single week when he's running. Wow, that's running crazy. alone. Yeah. I never thought I'd get this far. Kyler Murray or T Law? T Law. Uh, T Law, no doubt. All right, so one more: Lamar Jackson or T Law? Give me. Uh... I, rushing, rushing just edges it out for me. So give me, give me Lamar. I mean, I think Lamar's slight edge at fantasy. Um, if I can trade Lamar for T-Law, I'm probably doing it. Just I think in a dynasty format, I, I think T-Law has a has a longer career. That was pretty interesting. All right, very good. All right, Jets they released Braxton Berrios today, which Braxton Berrios helped me win a fantasy Super Bowl last year. So. Uh, on his punt, re- on his kick return, and his yardage for on his punt and kick return yardage, and uh, it was it was it was awesome to, to have that happen. But I got lucky; all my guys were hurt. I had no choice but to stick in Braxton Berrios, and he had a touchdown, a kick return, and like a humongous punt return yards, and it was absolutely awesome. So, is uh, Rogers the answer for the Jets? I mean, it, it Mike White and Joe Flacco almost look like you know relevant quarterbacks in the offense last year. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely definitely the answer for that offense. Okay. Uh, JT, um, Lions, should I be dumping Swift right now? Oh, it's tough. I don't know if you saw the odds, but now the Lions are the odds on favor to draft Bijan uh, from a, a recent thing I saw this morning. So yep. I'm like, oh, uh, that hurts. I, I have Swift in a couple places. I still like him a lot, but, man, I'm starting to get nervous. Uh, I thought last year was a chance to kind of break out. He still, whenever he touches the ball, he makes plays. Guy's got explosiveness, but they just – don't want to give him a, a lot of carries. I, I'm worried about him ever getting more than 50% share uh, of touches in his career. Z, who's the best Packers player right now? God, I feel like I'm getting all the hard questions today. Williams? The best, the best Packers player, Williams? The best, uh, or, Watson, yeah, Watson? the best, best all around. Who's the best player on the, on the, that's on the Packers offensive side of the ball right now? I still think it's Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. I don't think gets enough credit for it. Just, just his pure rushing ability. Just his pure rushing ability alone. He, he's the best. He's he's the best weapon they have on that offense. 
think he's pretty good. Uh, JT Panthers, trade up with the Bears and get the best quarterback in the draft or stick with Sam Darnold? Oh, I've, I've got this little thing in my heart for Sam Darnold. I don't know why. I just like Sam Darnold. I traded for him in so many super flex leagues where I was like desperate for a second QB. Uh, I He actually, when, at the beginning of the year, before he got hurt, he looked pretty good uh, when he was playing CMC. And then he, you know, got back from the injury. He didn't look as good. He wasn't as, quite as crisp without CMC back there. Um, if I'm them, I feel like re-signing Darnold and then taking – uh, AR is the best option because you can let Darnold play this year. And if he doesn't play well, you've got, you know, AR ready to take over and you get a better draft pick next year. If your team's bad, uh, if I'm them, that's probably what I'm trying to do is hope that AR gets to me at eight. I, I think they're not eight or nine, nine. Um, I, I'm hoping he gets to me and then I re-sign Darnold just in case. That's a great philosophy. I kind of feel the same way though, because I, I do think AR needs a year to sit somewhere and learn, but, uh, you know, halfway through the season, if, if Donald's not cutting the mustard, you could throw him in and see what you got. But that's a great uh, strategy. Z, Patriots, is Ramadre Stevenson a buy or a sell right now? Buy, sell, or hold? Love him. He's a buy. He's a buy for me. I mean, people are worried about Pierre Strong. And they Pierre Strong, how much weight do you What are you talking about now? Like, what are you talking about? Like, Ramadre Stevenson, he was one of he's, – he's – I mean, just watch him. He's, he's one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league right now. I mean, he's amazing. He big, big, strong, fast, can catch. So you got an easy question for a change. I got an easy <laughs> JT Raiders, Josh Jacobs got tagged. Uh, possible long deal, long term deal in play. What are the Raiders really doing? I, I don't understand the whole philosophy of their offense. I am super perplexed with them. I don't know what they're trying to do. I the, the whole Derek Carr thing, just letting him go. How that ended after everything, like he was somehow the big problem on that team. I I just don't understand it. I, this team, McDaniel is blown as. Last opportunity, I think, here as a head coach. If he doesn't figure something out here in the offseason, I think he's in trouble. I just don't see where this team is going at all. Uh, if they don't get a QB, they're done, and I don't know where they're going to get a QB at this point. Right. I, I kind of thought like the NFL had something going on where a team get a brand-new like state-of-the-art stadium, and then they win a Super Bowl a year or two later, and it kind of just seemed to be the norm for some of the teams. But this is, they're, just, they're just going the opposite direction of winning. It's, it's, it's almost bad. It's almost like they're trying to lose on purpose. So, it right. doesn't make any sense to me what they're doing. I really don't. I don't. Even last year, I didn't. I wasn't sure how they were as bad as they were. I mean, even when the Colts were just awful at one point last year, the Colts just rolled them. So yeah. I, I, and, I mean, it, it makes nothing in Vegas makes sense right now to me. Speaking of what are they going to do, Z? What are the Rams going to do? What are they going to do? What they should do is sell everything and just play practice squad players next year, and not even try. Right. They have no right. chance. They have no chance in twenty twenty three. I think, I, I think the Rams are going to tank it on purpose. I think uh, the biggest problem for them is they traded all those draft picks away because the smart thing would do is tank and get Caleb Williams next year, but they can't do it now because they don't have any picks. So, that, so I, I mean, I feel like they're that guy in your fantasy league that is always trying to go for it and he trades all his future picks and then he ends up bombing out and he doesn't know what to do and he ends up having to quit the league because. Yeah. That's a handful of people get in that situation where they, yeah, the whole the whole thing just implodes all at the same time with picks and players and everything in your SOL. Uh, so, Z, speaking of what they're gonna do, what what are the Ravens gonna do with Lamar? Are they gonna, do you think they're gonna just outbid everybody at the at the end and just try and save a couple of bucks? Is that what they're doing? Is that, the, is that what they're doing here? Yeah, I think I think, I mean, so if they outbid him, right? If they outbid him, it's just gonna be for what like one year? Is that is that is that what it's gonna be? 
I think so. And then they could try to restructure them or something like that. But it's, I, I have no, I mean, they have to match a contract. So if I, I, I don't think JT is in a one year deal, they have to match. Or is it like if somebody else? No, so basically year? the way that this tag works is if someone offers him a contract, they have a week, I think it's seven days to match that contract. And so it would be the amount that in the years that somebody offers them is what they would match. And if they match it, then they have to give up two first round picks or they, if they don't match it, then they get two first round picks in return for it. But yeah, if, if somebody offers them a five year, $250 million deal, they have seven days to match that five year 250. And if they don't, they get the two draft first rounders in return is how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if, if, if Lamar, if Lamar, if they don't, if they don't keep Lamar and get those picks, I mean, they're almost in the same boat as the Rams are this year. They're pretty much just a complete teardown team. I mean, like they're, they obviously they have more, you know, more talent, but they really don't have a shot. They're one of the most difficult divisions in the league. So, yes. I mean, they're, in, they're, they're in a race for that, you know, first overall pick plus the two first they get. Yeah. It's bad news. It's bad news. Uh, I think the Saints is car really an upgrade on this offense. No, car, right. car is just. I mean, I think Andy Dalton was better than Car last year. I, on a, on just like a completion percentage and just a pure, you know, real life NFL quarterback play. I think Andy Dalton was better than Derek Carr last year on a per game yeah. basis. Um, I don't know why the Saints keep doing this, keep the can stuff. You really got to stop it. You really got to stop, reassess, and uh, it just it's just not part of their philosophy. He's not an upgrade. Yeah, JT Seahawks. Did they overpay for Geno, or is that a pretty good contract? Oh, I think it's an overpay. I mean, Gino had a pretty good season. Obviously, his second half was not as good as first half. You, I mean, stats-wise, it made sense if you look at the stats. But just knowing Gino and his career arc and being this long to become a starter, tough to pay a guy that much money. But I also think it's tough to do what they did, trade away Russ, and then not sign him. <laughs> so I, I, I think it, it, they probably did what they had to do. I don't love the contract, but they probably – could not get them for much cheaper without looking like complete jerks. Yeah. Z, big question for you here, okay? The Steelers, Kenny Pickett breakout year or what? It's tough. It's it's really tough to see that because, I mean, last year when Kenny Pickett was starting, you could see the way the offense was designed. It was very, 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 um, what's the word, uh, conservative. It was a very conservative offense. It was very limited passing concepts. Uh, to see them make it, to see him, to see them make a stretch into something more complex with it's just, it's, it's just really tough to see it right now. I mean, it's always possible. I mean, Jalen hurts. I wasn't expecting Jalen hurts to have a second year. He did. Uh, he, they seem like a very run oriented offense, very, you know, again, another conservative offense, but Jalen hurts offers that dimension of a rush as a rusher that Kenny Pickett really doesn't. Um, I mean, Kenny Pickett has that ability. He was, he, he was known for that slightly coming out of, uh, out of Penn or uh, uh, Pitt. sorry, Pitt, but, uh, We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what they do with him. But it's really tough to see that happening. A breakout. It's it's tough to see him finishing as a you know a top twelve quarterback this year. It's kind of hard to like compare like people who oh Justin Fields is going to have a Jalen Hurts here this year. No, he's not because they're not going to have a J Brown and Devonta Smith on both sides of him catching the ball. You know, it's 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 super hard. The Bears cannot. I don't think the Bears can like or pick it or anybody any any quarterback who's like kind of on on the fence. You know, they're not going to have a year that 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 Jalen Hurts did because they don't have. Uh, uh, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner and and the, probably the number three or four dynasty asset in the league, you know, and, and on their team to throw to. And the greatest offensive line in the league, too, and the good running backs. Like, Jalen Hurts pretty much was uh, – he had a good year. Be, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he had a good year because he was just filled 
I mean, they were stuffed with talent, good defense, you know, good offense, good offensive line, good everything. But it's kind of hard to make these comparisons. Jalen Hurts is a good, like I said, a good quarterback, but in a real good situation too. So Pickett does not get to have that kind of luxury to have these awesome receivers. Just, the offensive line is terrible. He's got a decent running back, you know, pretty good running back, not elite, but you know, I, I just, I, I don't like the, the those kind of comparisons. I don't think Pickett's going to make any kind of strides that, that that any of those guys did. I mean, I mean that Jalen Hurts did so, or any of these guys can do that. But JT, did the Texans just stay put, or did they try to trade up and just say, hey, we're number two. Whoever follows us, we get. I, if I'm the I'm the Texans, I probably stay put. <clears throat> they have so many holes. I just don't think they can afford to trade draft picks and move up. And they really, um, I, I mean, I'm guessing they'd have to give up that number twelve pick to move up as well. And I think they need that pick bad. Um, if I'm them, I just stay put. Agreed. Uh, Z, Titans, stick with Tannehill or what? The Titans could take the path of be- becoming another team that races, you know, that's a race for uh, that's a race for the uh, top overall pick in 2024. They, they could be one of many teams because of the QB thirst going on around the league. Or you can stick it out with Ryan Tannehill, have Traylon Burks fully healthy, have a second year of Chico Zamaquanquo, keep Derrick Henry on the team, and make another run for the division. I mean, it's not a tough, it's not too difficult division. You just got to beat the Jaguars. Um, Hopefully they address their secondary because that was one of the worst secondaries in the league last year. And uh, it's, it's just going to be a little bit more difficult, but um, I, I don't know what the odds are right now for the, between the Jags and the Titans right now. I'm sure the Jags are heavily much more favored than the Titans are, but um, I, they just, I don't think they can get anything of value right now for, for Tannehill. I mean, they, they, they I don't, I don't even think they can get a first round pick for Tannehill right now. No, I, I just think that, if Derrick Henry's to get hurt again, you saw that team just absolutely implodes without that play action, you know, threat, uh, the play action offense with, with Tannehill. Tannehill just is not the same player when he doesn't have Derrick Henry back there. Nobody would be. It's just fair. It's just nobody would be able to run that offense without a Derrick Henry, you know, threat. So, uh, JT Vikings, are they cutting Dalvin Cook? Uh, that's another team I just kind of think would be interesting if they maybe jumped in on Bijan at the end of the first round there. Um, I think he could be a beast on that team. I, I don't know if I'm cutting Dalvin cook for them. I mean, it's not, he's not that expensive right now, but, uh, but I can see him making that move if they went and got a running back. They really liked, um, but he's still got a little bit of trade left on the tires. I think. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Z the Washington football team, is Sam Howell going to pan out or what? Sure. I like Sam Howell. I mean, Sam Howell, I think, was just as justifiably a candidate to be drafted in the first round as much as Kenny Pickett was last year. I think Sam Howell, like Sam Howell, like, so like I, like I said before, I was working with like these, I just started working with like these analytical models for uh, players that are getting drafted. And Sam Howell was the only player that showed up in every single, um, every single uh, criteria, you know, for, you know, positively. He was the only person that showed up in every single category. So, I mean, I think, I think there's still something to see there. I think, the, um, the, I think I think I think Washington uh, should at least give him a shot to earn the starting job, and I think it's possible. I think I think you know that that division is hard to win, so I don't know what pan out exactly. I don't know what pan out exactly means, but I mean as far as like maybe giving him getting him even and making him you know make make the Eagles sweat a little bit, I guess I, 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 it could happen. You, I mean he Sam Howell does have a rushing profile to him, so you could always incorporate that. Um, they do have the enemy over there, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean. They, it, it could. It just depends how you uh, fashion the offense. There we go. Yeah, I love Howell. I agree with you 100%. I, I, they got to give him. I just can't. Here's, here's uh, something that I saw somebody put on Twitter the other day. They basically showed Levis next to Howell 
and like all these things they were talking about Levis's arm and they're like Howell had all those traits and matched them or was better and actually was good in college. I can't see how Levis is a top 10 pick and people are out on Howell. That just makes no sense to me at all. Uh, Washington, give Howell a shot, please. What the hell's wrong with Ron Rivera? I, I, he just, he, he did the shit with the running backs last year. This year he's talking about, oh, we're bringing a journeyman that to compete with Howell. Like, just, you know, stick with your guy or go with, like, I don't understand what the hell's wrong with that guy. I, I, he, he, he makes right. my skin crawl. Dude, Ron Rivera just pisses off everybody. He just yes. pisses off everybody. I thought it was just me at some point in time. Like, I mean, you know, is this guy a fucking dickhead or like, it's, like, like, it's just me? Like, no, but like Antonio Gibson bullshit. He's talking about, oh, he's going to be a special teamer. And he used him half the game. Like, he had more carries the whole season. Just shut the fuck up, man. Like, it's. God. <laughs> oh, the guy just makes me my fucking skin crawl. But I hear you. Oh, this 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 podcast just went to X rated now, so I got to get. Uh, all right, so we had no we had a, there was no trade. That's all for the teams, our team evaluation thing. So uh, we um we uh there's no trades in my in my my Glenn Dynasty home leagues. There's no trades this week. Everybody's kind of taking a vacation this week, so no trades to talk about. So, but we do have a team evaluation. I sent you guys a team. <clears throat> excuse me, I sent you guys a team a couple days ago to kind of overlook. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over that team and get some. Uh, it's going to be a rebuild, a remodel, and, and we'll talk about like how to get it there as far as which – I hate when they do this. Okay. I don't know what he did. All right. So on our, on our screen right now, we have a team. It is it – is, uh, his quarterbacks are Geno Smith, Zeke Elliott. Tra- Can you guys see it on there, right? Yeah. It's on the screen. I got it pulled up. Okay, good. All right. Uh, it's Geno Smith, Zeke Elliott, Travis Etienne, KJ Osborne, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, George Kittle's a tight end, Latavius Murray, uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, I'm sorry, Taysom Hill is uh, one of the second flex. Uh, and then his second quarterback is Mike White. I got. I should say that these leagues are they're super flex, tight end premium. It's 30 players on the roster, start 10. And uh, it's there's bonuses for 100 yard passing, you know, there's three yard, three and four yard passing, 102 yards receiving and rushing. It's full PPR, that kind of stuff. So, uh, so we went to Latavius Murray, Taysom Hill, Mike White, Carson Wentz, Jared Stidham, Chris Stribler, uh, Desmond Ritter, Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, Ronald Jones, Justice Hill, uh, Jamichael Hasty, Tyler Batty, we talked about earlier. Keontae Ingram, uh, T.Y. Uh, T- T- Hilton, Debo Samuel, Hunter Renfro, Tutu Atwell, Nico Collins, Rondell Moore, Jalen Tolbert, who I liked last year. I tried trading up from like five different leagues, and he sucks. But Cameron Braid, Jake Ferguson, who I like. Tannehill's on the bench on the IR, and so is uh, Dontrell Hilliard. So with this team, what do you guys think needs to be done here as far as uh, what, what should they be doing to make this team a B? Back in the playoffs, and I sent you guys a list of the the uh, draft picks that he had. So I have to stop sharing the screen to get to that. I got it. Yeah, he's got a one hundred four. He's got a I think uh, two thirteen. <clears throat> he's got one. He's got one first, two seconds, and then a third, fourth, fifth, uh, and a sixth. What is the sixth pick? What's the, his his sixth pick is six hundred six. Okay, so the six hundred one is is the uh, two thirteen. Yeah, that's this the 601 is actually that's the 113 in, in this league. So oh it's the 113. Yeah. Okay. 
So he's got two firsts. Um, yeah, I mean, at first glance, when somebody looks at this team, it looks like a complete rebuild. It looks like a teardown rebuild. I mean, the, the depth the depth is a whole complete issue. I don't even know who Chris Streveler is, honestly. Like, And I've never even heard that guy before. That's like the first time I've ever said that about a football player. But uh, he really doesn't have many pieces to trade away. Maybe he can trade away George Kittle. I'd, I'd be okay with trading Travis Etienne. I'd hold Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, but trade away Travis Etienne right now just because I just don't value running backs the same exact way. Um, you can find a running back in the second round of your draft and, uh, you know, and, and and maybe hopefully get some production out of them. Maybe you can get like a, a Tajay Spears. But I, I don't think right now um, – I think right now with this team, tear it down and don't expect to win uh, next year either because this is kind of like a – I think this is more of a three-year window team. Um, it just doesn't seem like there's too many stable pieces in place for this team to be a contender next year. Even if he forced it this year in the draft, he's got the 104. So what he can get maybe a young or he's not getting a Stroud. Maybe he might get Jameer Gibbs or something like that. He can get JSN. Um, and that would give him some stability. I mean, it's it's you're you're gonna be drafting for players and you're gonna be hoping that they stay healthy all year long. Right. So, yeah, it seems like a rebuild team. JT, what do you think about this team? Uh, yeah, it's first glance. It's in pretty rough shape. At second glance, it's in pretty rough shape. I is this is a this is a tough team, man. Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm selling off pieces um, as much as I can. I, I I agree with Z. This is a two or three year minimum rebuild here. Um, he just the problem is he doesn't have a lot of good pieces to sell. I mean, uh, you know, Amara St. Brown is about the best guy he's got on that team, uh, and there ain't much else. So. Oh, I, I don't even know what you could get for Zeke at this point. I don't even know if you could get a third for him. Uh, it's, you know, his value is, is tanked, especially right now. We're not knowing if he's going to be back on the Cowboys or where he's going to be. Uh, yeah. So I, you got to start a rebuild somewhere. Um, he's got some decent draft picks and that's key. Starts hitting the draft, but yeah, the quarterback play is real tough in that league. I think he's got some guys. He's just going to have to, to just, play him until they're dead i mean i don't think you can move some of those guys but he probably needs to take any of the pieces he's got like a saint brown and hope you have some a big lions fan in your in your team or in your uh, league and, and try to move him and see if you can get a first for him or try to package some of these guys uh and get maybe some second and third round picks and hope you can hit somebody uh in this draft because i like i like the second and third round a lot in this draft as far as uh uh, rookie drafts, I think you can get a lot of good value in that second, third round. So I, I start trying to trade away any of these guys for third rounders if I could, second rounders, uh, package package away if you can. This is not a great draft class, but it is a deep draft class. You know that, and it, the problem with it is everybody's so small. I put a tweet, I put a uh, a tweet out the other day, and it showed that I don't know if you guys ever saw that that grew in all the minions. Like, Gru was out there, like, hugging them on. I'm like, it's Roger Goodell meeting all the people at the podium during the draft. Like, uh, they're all so small and undersized. I mean, what's his name? Is uh, the 5'5", five, five, one, 164, or something, 168 or something like that? Uh, Deuce, um, the Deuce uh, Vaughn from Deuce Kansas Vaughn. State, yeah. It's like, geez, you know, how, how that's absolutely nuts how small. Even the receivers, they all come out. The quarterbacks are those, you know, some of the quarterbacks are small. The receivers are all just seem to be – it, it must be the new trend to be just skinny and fast now instead of like, you know, back in the day we had a big monster receivers, you know, like the, the Calvin Johnsons or even before that, the, the big dudes. It must be the thing now to be just shifty and skinny, like have, have ankles this big like Devonta Smith, you know. Like, I don't know how well, I think it's that. interesting because uh, 
you know, you watch the the whiteouts of the combine run, a lot of small guys, not a lot of fat, real fast guys. But if you watch the defensive side, it was the complete opposite. Cornerbacks crushed it. DBs crushed it. There were guys running four threes, four fours all over the place on defense. And a lot of guys with good size on defense. I just think it it's one of those random years. I think cornerback is as loaded as it can be. It just happens to be one of the drafts where the wideouts aren't that deep um, and they're kind of small. And I think, you know, you're seeing a little bit of these guys, I think coming into college where they're starting to realize, man, maybe I don't have the greatest hands in the world, but if I play defense with my size and speed, I can definitely make the league as a cornerback. I might not make the lead as a wide receiver. So I think you're seeing a lot of guys realize uh, it's, it, they can make some moves that they maybe move to the defensive side of the ball because they're ball hawks all over that secondary uh, in the draft, but just not a lot of those guys on offense. Yeah, that's uh, I get. It. So I did, I did, I see this guy's got Geno Smith and Desmond Ritter is like pretty much his only maybe Tannehill if he starts, but that's pretty much it. The rest of these guys, you know, White, Wentz, Taysom Hill, Stidham, and uh, Traveler. They all, I mean, they're pretty much cut candidates at this point in time, you know. So, his running backs, ETN's good, but I mean, there's talk of the the Jaguars bringing another running back too. Zeke, yeah, like he said, I I don't know what he's gonna do. They might even cut him this year. I mean, I know it'll make it'll make uh, Jerry Jones cry, but they might have to get rid of Zeke this year. Talking about possibly cutting him. Kante Ingram, Jermichael Hasty, Tyler Batty, Latavius Murray, Chase Edmonds, Dontrell Hilliard, Ronald Jones, Justice Hill, Sony Michelle. I mean, he's only got two. Decent one, decent running back here, one pretty good running back, but the rest of these guys are just pretty much cut candidates. If, if Zeke gets cut and goes somewhere in a, a committee where he's maybe just a goal line back or something, I mean he's SOL. And you look at the wide receivers, Amon Ra. Yeah, if you can maybe trade Amon Ra, if somebody's going to get at least a first for Amon Ra, if not a first in a couple seconds, I would think right now, especially a Lions fan, uh, I would get rid of him ASAP. Debo, you know, I, people are in love with Debo. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a Debo Samuels fan. I, I think he's okay, but he's more of an athlete. He's more of a, he's a better football player than a fantasy football player as far as I'm concerned. Rondell Moore, I mean, everybody – I love Rondell Moore com, coming out of college. I think everybody had a Woody for Rondell Moore, but he just uh, – you know, I don't think he's ever going to be what people – every year his value shrinks more and more. And then KJ Osborne, Hunter Renfro, Nico Collins. I like Nico Collins, but another guy who never pans out. He's always hurts. He's got something going on. Jalen Tolbert, like I said – him and Bell last year, I traded up in every draft to try and get them guys in the you know middle of the second round, and they both uh, they both didn't pan out. Tutu Atwell, Tutu Atwell's the size of my next door neighbor's three year old kid, so I don't know what he's ever going to do. Like Kendrick Bourne, T. Y. Hilton, those I mean, these are almost most of these guys' roster is all cut candidates almost. Kittle, yeah. I'd trade him right now to anybody who needs a tight end. Jake Ferguson, right now, uh, you know he seems to be the the, the Twitter darling for the the, the the tight end for the Cowboys, but. Who knows? Brate's already cut. He may not end, end up anywhere. So I, I don't, yeah, this team is definitely a re, uh, it, it's not even a remodel. It's just a rebuild. He's just has to. Yeah. I, my very first move is I look at somebody that's competing in this league that is short on a second QB. And I immediately try to get a first or second rounder for my QBs. Um, I'm in a few leagues like that where I'm just desperate for a second quarterback and a super flex, but the rest of my team's good. And I've had to trade away a ton of first and second round picks just to fill a hole. If I'm this guy, I take advantage of that. I find someone that needs a second QB and I trade, you know, get whatever I can for Gino. Uh, you know, when if the Titans don't take a QB and they go with Tannehill, wait till close to the season and then trade Tannehill. I mean, I, I'm, a, a, I'm unloading everybody and getting every pick I can at this point with this team. 
Yeah, there's and it seems like you have to be really up on your cell windows, like with players like you know Desmond Ritter. Say they don't go for Lamar Jackson, they are actually sticking up, sticking it out with Desmond Ritter. As soon as they announce that Ritter's value is going to go up, and there's going to be a cell window right there for Ritter, you're not going to get a first. You're probably going to get a second for him, maybe like late second, mid second. But um, you know, again, for a team like like JT said that needs a QB two, Ritter would pan out for that team. And just understand and accept that you're not going to be a competing team this year. Tear the Band-Aid off and start getting them picks and start acquiring capital because it's going to be full rebuild for this team. That's just where this team is at right now. Yeah, this guy's a fourth-round pick, maybe a fifth-round pick, trying to get, like, Stetson Bennett or something like that. Hopefully he pans out or, you know, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson or something, somebody like that deep. Maybe maybe you get ahead and hooker in the, in the third round or something like that. But yeah. that's all the quarterbacks that are in this draft are at the top of the draft. That's the only problem here. You're not getting a quarterback on that, you know, at where you're at. If in a super flex where, where the first four teams need quarterbacks, you know, you're at, you're probably going to be SOL. But they're not going to take running backs. They may take receivers, but there's only one good receiver, and it's like that's worthy of the top five pick if you're in a super flex. That's uh, I think anyway, who you who you take over a quarterback. And they may be JSN, but it's uh, it's a tough situation here for this guy. So that's our evaluation of this team. Anything else to add or? We pretty much nailed it, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, JT, tell everybody we can find you at what's going on, what you got going on. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at JT Orange. Um, also, JT Orange, JT Orange 4, in a, a million different discords if you're on there. Always uh, voting on polls, put up polls, trader evaluations, uh, all that stuff. So I played a little bit in every type of league, so I always tell people hit me up with any kind of comments about any any kind of trades or values for, for any type and every type of league because I'm in them all. Uh, like I said, just uh, – Join the guys, Dynasty Pros, uh, P2W, and you know, DLF football. Just gonna see a lot of my stuff coming out uh, with them here in the near future, hopefully. Z, what do you got? Yeah, I'm on, just at Twitter at ZCansFF again, and I'm doing dynasty rankings at Football Guys and putting out articles at Football Guys. And you can find me at uh, WTF Fantasy uh, uh, podcast with Brandon Hay, um, and uh, that's where I'm at. And I'm John McLinn, and I thank you guys for coming out and being part of my commission evaluation show. I had a lot of good – I had a great time today. You guys are very informative. Again, it was, I cut down I cut down the show sheets. we under an hour, and it's an hour and 41 minutes now. So that's uh, – it's never going to change. It is what it is. But I appreciate you guys spending an hour and 42 minutes of your life sitting here talking to me, having a good time on the commission evaluation podcast. I can't, I can't thank you enough. I'm on Twitter at John McLinn 75 I try to do discords, but they suck. I try to do everything else. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not a social media guy. I guess I'm just old. So I do Facebook and Twitter, and that's all. That's it. Other than that, I'm busy. <laughs> so thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here today. Thanks for making this, this show awesome. I really appreciate it. I don't get to hear my song again on the way out. Thanks, Herms NFL, for ranking it for me. He got them guests on the Rolodex, stopping by to talk about some Dynasty Superflex. Everybody, yo, commission's in. It's time to sit down to listen to John McGlynn. Yo, who we trading, who we fading, who we getting off the squad. Knowledge never overrated, playing for number one. And yo, McGlynn is in. It's time to let the fun begin. It's the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with John McGlynn. I asked my kids if they knew what to roll next to us. They had no idea, so. All right, we out.